Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Ray. I'm Josh. My name is Mike. Fuck! <laughs> no, we're keeping it. Good enough. No, fuck it. One take podcast. Explicit, co- explicit content warning. You just had it. Yeah. Get out the building uh, now if you're uh, not uh, ready for it because it's we have it's a here. We're not ready. Bam! Supposed to I can't handle this. Um, it's All of right. us playing. It's okay. It's of us it's playing okay. Overwatch, and uh, jo- I forget if it was Josh or Mike that said we're a family-friendly podcast. I'm like, I think we say fuck at least eight times during each podcast. And by the way, we're like inebriated. This is for, like, wholesome most content, Ray. Like, right I don't now, know I'm what drinking. you're talking about. I know Mike is drinking. I'm just going to apologize to my mom. Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, Mike's mom. She says we This is Josh. She says we swear too much. I don't know. I'm just putting that out Mike's there. Mike's mom is awesome. Let's talk about video games. What's going on, We guys? should, but before we do, I have to say Lego Batman. I saw that the other day. That was a great I'm hearing movie. good things. Yeah, it's pretty good. That movie had, it's, it's, it's the that best movie had me cracking up in the first five seconds. It's it the, brought me to my knees in the first five seconds. It's the best Batman movie since The Dark Knight. Wow. I will Actually, agree with that. Real spicy. It's the best Batman movie since Batman Begins. Ooh, man, he really went there. I mean, Batman Begins is good, but The Dark Knight is better. <laughs> Whatever. We're not getting into this. We're not going to have this. <laughs> okay, that's a good point, actually. We're, we're not going to do it. Heath we'll Ledger is, a, is, a, is an American we'll treasure. Okay. <laughs> I think this deserves a separate podcast. Uh-huh. It might. Okay. <laughs> You guys, I'm gonna. You guys would be surprised. There's a, I don't know. Yeah, you know never. I have some. I have some feelings about that. So let's movie. talk about. We'll about we'll talk one? about it. it we'll we'll sense. set up a podcast. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I'm okay. We'll, we'll talk about I, it. I, I promise. This might not be the feelings where you think Cloverfield was a great movie. Cloverfield, Cloverfield was a great movie. Okay, at best. Cool. You know what else Why is a great movie? Why are we walking into these bear traps? We're we're moving on. No fucking fucking. We're moving on. So, uh, I want to cover something in legal news today before we get the ball rolling. A year ago, um, me and Josh, and I think Mike, I think Mike was part of the crew then. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. We were sued we cover- by Microsoft. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> and we lost got, big time. <laughs> we almost got sued by Nintendo, but I won't get into that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm too good at Super Metroid, guys. It, it was exact. It was about Super Metroid. Were you following those emails? <laughs> Where I, I may or may not have gotten to the point of challenging Nintendo to the point where me and Nintendo were going to have to go to court. <laughs> Sometimes Nintendo does silly over the things. Super Metroid video. Should we I... be talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, okay. Too late now. I stopped it and said, you know, this isn't worth it. <laughs> but I really <laughs> It's because I reached a I reached a break point where I was like, how much money is Nintendo making off that goddamn video? And all it is is me and Josh talking about like virtual reality while he plays Super Metroid in the background and Nintendo gets all the profit from this video. <laughs> Fuck them. Let's see how far we can go. <laughs> And I, uh, I remember that Nintendo is a video game company that makes billions of dollars, and I should probably stop. They, they can, anyway. They can probably hire a, a, a much better lawyer than we could. Oh, who said we were going to hire a lawyer? See, that's the sad. Thing. I, I <laughs> watched me, Josh. And I Mike watched a lot of law like, procedurals. We deserve this I money do this. because. 
Hey, I watched My Cousin Vinny a couple weeks ago. That's a pretty. That, they use that in law school to act, yeah. actually teach procedure. Right. So, I mean, Ray, I, 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 Ray, I basically know exactly Ray, what to do. Email Nintendo. <laughs> We're going for it. <laughs> We're going. I mean, Nintendo. What do Get I got going on? on? I'm not busy. We're gonna stick it to Big Nintendo, and uh, yeah, to... it's gonna be great. <laughs> You have to tell the baby Metroid, here's why we went destitute. <laughs> I challenged the big N. Remember me. <laughs> um, anyways. Video games. Uh, so off topic. Back back on topic. Uh, about a year or so ago, Jim Sterling was sued by Digital Homicide. Now, I gave a slight bit of credit to Digital Homicide because I said, you know... For, for all their ranting and raving and threatening to Jim Sterling, for them to actually nut up and do it, I got to give them a little bit of credit for doing that. And uh, they totally took Jim Sterling to court in Arizona. And as of three days ago, we are recording this on February 23rd, 2017. So, uh, yeah, about on February 20th, uh, their court case was finally dismissed with prejudice. So... The Romaine brothers are not allowed to bring this up to a court of law ever again for this particular reason. Didn't they also close down the so studio that's a couple that's week, weeks or months ago? Like, it's... There's something like that. They closed down their studio because well they tried to sue 100 people on Steam. Um, the Steam... Right. Uh, the that's name right. of the they group that they were yeah, suing was... Uh, Digital Homicide Poop Gaming... Uh, was the name of the group, and that group just would report every time Digital Homicide released a game and told everyone on Steam not to buy it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say a really really uh outlandish statement. The guys at Digital Homicide aren't that bright. I said it. <laughs> just just going out there. Just fuck with me. Just putting that out. So they tried to sue. Digital game, digital homicide, poop gaming, which they had their anonymous names. So some of the names were like uh, Devil Reaver Sword. We're taking them to court. Of course, we need their real names. So they petitioned Steam to give them their real name. I'm sure that and go Steam well. said, "Oh, Valve." They petitioned Valve to give them their real name, and Valve said, "Um, get off the shop." <laughs> they just kicked them and all of their games <laughs> off of Steam. <laughs> Take it outside. Yeah. <laughs> not only are we not going to give you the name, better. we're just not going to let the, you distribute the, the, on our platform the, anymore. <laughs> Fuck you. Simple. Have fun on itch. It gets even better. So once yeah. that happened, uh, the Romaine brothers on their website declared, well, now we're going to think about suing Valve. We're going to speak with our legal resources to see how far we can take a lawsuit with Valve. And Valve said, do it. They, they are using their cousin Vinny as their legal resource. Can you imagine if two independent games developers that are just throwing a temper tantrum tried to sue motherfucking Valve? People that literally, that I am convinced do nothing except discuss when the next Steam sale is going to be, then wait for the money to roll in. Yeah, they have about as much. I think Breitbart, like Breitbart has a couple positions if they're looking for something. I mean, I don't know. I hear they need a new shit stir. Just apply that, apply that to your, apply that to your, to your sensitive areas because of how topical that humor, humor was. Gets, gets me hot and bothered. Oh boy, not that topical. Oh boy. 
That, that was a good oh. one. So the court case is over. It's completely over. And now uh, Jim Sterling is apparently going to have this massive video where he's essentially just going to brag about it. <laughs> it's just 30, he's made it's a just teaser 30 trailer minutes of to Jim the Sterling video. wagging his dick just like over and over again. <laughs> just just spanking it what in up, front of the Romain? camera onto a picture of digital homicides logo. Just like a, like just, I, I, I'm assuming like helicopter yep. style or something yep. like that. Just I a mean. half hour of that. If we're gonna if we're gonna go like if we're gonna go like 2007 like shock internet style, then I mean that's what you gotta do, right? You just have the I, whoop I, bird like just going on in the background. It's just you know, I. I would I'd be watch wrong all if I thirty said minutes. I wasn't of looking that. forward to it. The real question is: is if he started a million dollar Kickstarter to fund that video, how quickly would it get? How quickly would it get funded? And well, how quickly would they hit the ten million dollar stretch goal? <laughs> That's the real question. Is because some of every every million like dollars Sterling, is an extra thirty minutes. Like, oh so, oh uh, no. Please stop. Jim Sterling's not poor. He he his Patreon makes and this is just his Patreon, not his YouTube ad revenue, makes over ten thousand dollars a month uh, before taxes. So he's doing all right, you know. He's doing fine. There are some YouTubers who are more popular than Jim Sterling that don't make that much money per month. PewDiePie's yeah. not gonna be I making to as much money per month. Um, speaking of YouTubers. Ha <laughs> Hey, words hurt, Josh. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to cover, uh, ask you guys what games you're playing uh, before I get to what games I'm playing. So uh, let's start right here with Mike. Uh, what games are you playing, Mike? Um, I've been playing. What have I been playing? That's a great question. I've been You've playing a couple games, Mike. I've been playing. I've been playing a couple things. I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon. Uh, moon. Okay. I'm one? not. I'm not very oh, cool. far in. I'm j- like. I'm just starting. Just kind of scratching the surface there. I'm gonna ask your opinion about that after in a minute. But go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I'm like, like an hour in, so I can't really. I don't have too much to offer there. But it's Pokemon, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. But I will. Uh, I'll, I'll keep updating that as more happens there. Um, but I, I think the thing I've been spending most, I've been playing a little bit of Westerado double barreled, which is pretty fun little thing. I like it. Uh, but I think the thing I've been spending most of my time with lately is a game called for honor. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. I've been considering buying that, but I haven't pulled the trigger. You know, it's from Ubisoft and the basic premise is that there are, well, there's three factions. Um, you got your, you got your samurai you got your Vikings and your Knights, and okay, okay, okay. So you take like your your kind of you take your Dark Souls. Okay, I'm in. Go, I'm in. And then you get to, and you and you see you're walking down the street with your Dark Souls, and you accidentally bump into someone with his battlefield, and you're like, "Hey, you got your battlefield on my Dark Souls. You got your Dark Souls on my battlefield." Like. It's that okay, kind of okay. thing because there's this, like this kind of slow-paced, weighty, you know, real kind of um, interesting kind of depth to the uh, melee combat. But you also have things like you're controlling zones, and then you know, the, once the enemy team kind of runs out of tickets per se, uh, then you know they're kind of breaking, and you have to have a chance to kind of like 
clean clean them up and then you win. Um, and it also has a little bit of like, you know, fighting game DNA that Dark Souls doesn't really have. I mean, because for each of those three factions, there's four characters. Uh, and they all have kind of like different move sets. Like, so if I, you know, jump back and hold like the um, shield break button with this character, I kind of wind up a shield charge. Um, and kind of things like that and different traits. And uh, there's a lot going on in that game. Um, it's, uh, I, I think the first couple hours, I wasn't sure how much I liked it, especially in multiplayer, because I was like, I'm just getting my butt kick this is not great but just the past couple day or days or so i i, I kind of put it together i mean you really have to play it i i was just you know you really kind of figure out how to balance aggression you know when to attack like what you can get away with and once you kind of learn some of that stuff um if it's pretty cool like it's a really neat kind of uh a neat kind of game and i think um you know, you've got a little bit of like uh ubisoft Ines with you know, your big old season pass and some some microtransaction stuff which is kind of mm. but other one other than that it's a, i'm having a pretty good time with it it's pretty neat i've got a little bit of footage i might upload and put in here as well for sharing purposes sharing is karen I wanted to, I wanted to say I, I've been a little skeptical of For Honor. Like <clears throat> I, I have some coworkers that are playing it, and I haven't pulled the trigger on it. One of the reasons I haven't pulled the trigger on it is because they have weapon and armor affecting microtransactions in the game, mm. and I'm I'm really not cool with that. I know that they say that you know the weapon stats and the armor stats. There's some tit for tat going on. Like it makes your sword, it makes your blade swing faster, but it won't hit as hard. And you know, I think you can attest, Mike, that yeah, when it's like a it's, Dark Souls style game, you can just min max that shit, and you paid money for it. It's, I mean, from what I've experienced, a lot of it's kind of like side grade type stuff. Like I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen. I mean. It, First of all, it's like it's pretty generous about you know letting you kind of, um, I guess giving you the kind of, uh, you know, not feeling like oh the only re the only way I can actually be good at this game is if I spend like an extra fifty dollars on this game. Um, I mean, certainly if you did that, you'll unlock a lot of a lot of other cool stuff. Uh, which you know, if you don't want to, then I don't, I don't I personally don't think you would need to. Uh, in my opinion, but uh, as far as the weapon upgrade stuff, it to me it like it looked like like I'm just mentioning kind of a lot of side grade stuff. So there might be some kind of you know a weapon a sword hilt or a sword handle or a blade that has you know the stat change that you want more than what you're finding right now. Um, but nothing. I for me I didn't I haven't seen a lot of things that are just a raw a straight upgrade. Like something being clearly better uh, without having a trade-off. So I think they're pretty good about. Uh, so far, it's been pretty good about avoiding something like it's like blatantly kind of unfair or uh, like that with the multiplayer. But again, I'm still pretty. I'm 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 getting a little bit deeper into it, but uh, I'm still kind of on the surface because there is a lot to. Um, a lot to that game and i've actually just been working through the um through the single player which i mean I, for honor i, I mostly kind of understood as a multiplayer type thing but 
it's got a surprisingly uh, I mean there's not a it's not exactly a, you know uh, a, a plot if you will or other uh-huh. storytelling and character building uh, but what is there is you know it's it's just enough to get you kind of interested in the kind of the world they've created um, there are a couple like huh hmm kind of moments uh, and there's a okay like kind of kind of fun moments so it's i think it's definitely a campaign worth playing um if you have the game i don't think it's one like a um like titanfall where it almost you know justifies the price of the whole game by itself but i think yeah, i don't I think, know about 60 bucks for this game yeah i'm, um, I'm on the I, fence of that. i think um, i mean with the multiplayer i think that there's a lot of game there yeah. Uh, but and I would really, and if personally, I feel like going through the single player, I was uh, it helped me kind of figure out what to actually do, because if you just hop into the multiplayer, you're gonna have a bad time. But it's kind of like I said, it's kind of like the fighting game type stuff. Once you know what the other care, other kind of classes are capable of, you know a lot. You know, have a, you have a much better idea of what you can get away with. Um, and what approach is going to work and what approach is going to get you in trouble fast. So, so far I'm kind of digging it. And that's, that's mostly what I've been playing other than, you know, just a little bit more overwatch here and there. Uh, Josh, what have you been playing the past couple weeks? Um, been working on doom a little bit more here and there, making some progress in that. Uh, let's see. Uh, also got a little further in Hitman. Uh, been working on the first two areas and finally moved on to Marrakesh. That game still Ooh. that 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 level had made me have one of those like holy shit a video games have come a long way moments and b holy shit this game is awesome. Um, Mike especially will, will know what I'm talking about. Marrakesh is basically this massive um, open air market in Morocco. Um, and there are just people everywhere milling about. Um, there's this like protest mm-hmm. going on outside of an embassy, but just like the amount of people on screen and the way 47 works through that area, it, it's just incredible. And you just think about like crowds. It's it feels really cool. Like it's it, it feels like a yeah, movie. You're just like, like it's. But Holy shit! It, this it's it's really th- fun. They are rendering a lot of shit right now. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. That game is a. Uh, I mean, ever I still go back and you know check in on the like the new elusive targets and. Yeah, there's a. I think you've. I think some of my favorite. I think my favorite maps are. Um, it's probably one of those first three. Yeah. Uh, the later ones are still good, but I think I think those first three are just they're just. So I haven't good. played those yet. Like, uh, so I'm kind of trying to like self self gate my my progress, kind of like I'm playing it like the episodes were released, just so I'm doing the. I'm not just blowing through it, but I'm actually like getting to know each level. So you know, I've been kind of pacing myself a bit. You know, get in do do a couple missions here. Yeah. Um, you know, playing, you know, I'm not doing any long sessions or anything like that. Just getting in, getting a little bit of, of the mastery, some of the uh, uh, different challenges and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, just started Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, and then one other game I've been playing, and you saw the footage of this in the last video, is I have been playing a lot of Project Cars recently. Um, that game is incredible. Uh, um, I, I know this game's been out for a while, but as somebody who is a racing fan, especially uh, especially for open wheel racing. I watch a lot of formula one and have been watching it a lot recently. Mm -hmm. This game is really, really cool in the fact that I can see things that I, you know, know about racing and know about cars in place in this game. And it's a really good mix of, being able to get really granular with your car as far as the setup goes is, is you, you can get in and you can set your tire pressures, uh, your brake balance, um, how much fuel you want to have, how you know how you want to do your pit strategies. Uh, you don't have to do mm -hmm. all that, but you can. So there's there's levels of how, how real-life simulation it, do you want to be. Uh, but a really good example of this, um, <clears throat> for anybody who knows racing, uh, so... There are different compounds of tires, uh, and there are different types of tires for wet racing and for dry racing. I was on a race, and you can see it in our last video, where it was raining at the start. It was a two-lap sprint race. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the lead, driving. Um, I get up to the pit. It's still raining, so I'm like, okay, I don't need to go in. As I get past the pits, the rain starts to slow down. Wet tires do not do well in dry conditions because they're a softer compound. So they get hotter faster and then they start to degrade. So I'm still pushing pretty hard, even though I'm in the lead um, and I get towards the end. And if you notice my, the little indicator shows my back tires are getting hot and degrading. Uh, I take a corner at a speed that I think I should be able to. And I spin because my tires are shit now. And, and it's, it's just stuff like that where you're like, huh yeah that's what would happen i've seen that happen in actual races where somebody went the hubris you know, I've, I've seen people be a little ballsy and try and get a little further on their wet tires or change to wets too early and mess up because they've ruined their tires so it's 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 a lot of fun um and the cars that they have it's a very full game there's so many different kinds of cars um from stock cars that you'll see that you can you know buy on the shelf uh very bespoke racers of like you know really high-end aston martins and stuff like that and then your open wheel racers you have other smaller go-karts mm -hmm. uh, and they all feel very different like i'm playing my my campaign my actual like racing series i'm playing in the formula three equivalent i think they call it formula c um, I did a couple races of just like dicking around in the Formula One car, the Formula A. I can't drive that car. It's too hard to drive. Like it took it took a lot for me to figure out how that oh, wow. car actually That's works. Cool. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't feel the like same it's... way. And the way I put the power down in the Formula Three car is a lot different the way I put it in the Formula One car. And you can't drive it that way or you'll spin and crash and die like I do every time. So, um like it's uh like it's more than just you know oh I'm gonna be the the medium weight character in Mario yeah, Kart yeah. versus they, like the heavyweight the, character the in cars Mario Kart feel different like I I did a race with like a I think I did a an Aston Martin racing car and it, even that car felt incredibly different uh than than you know the the and plus I in the 
I play in the first person view. So like in the cockpit versus like the open, it's, it's a really fun game. Um, and I, I have it on like the medium realistic difficulty. So there's like some real stuff with like the tires, but not the full Monty mm-hmm. there. So, uh, that's been, that's been a lot of fun and, um, requires a lot of concentration too. The other day I was in a race, um, and I like looked at something for a second. I turned back and I'd spun around and crashed. So I was like, it's pretty good as far as racing. It, this is this is by far my favorite racing sim. So I've been having a lot of fun with that game. Nice. I've uh, I've heard a lot of good That's things cool. about it, and I've uh, I I racing sims are just a genre I have just never understood. I've tried. I mean, I've tried things like Drive Club. Uh, and stuff in the past and it just you know i used to play for me so i I used to bounce off them pretty hard um things like uh gran turismo um a little bit of um oh my god what the the one on xbox Forza, forza you know stuff like that never really latched on to it i think because of the nature of this game with having the ability to be really high-end or really casual and also i think also my recent resurgence in and in my interest in racing has helped but um something about this game has really grasped me that no other sim racing game has yeah so you're that's, enjoying it you sound very enthused about it it's a lot of cool. fun all right it's i i can't say enough about it but yeah that's what i've been playing Well, then I shall get into what What's I've here, been Ray? playing. Uh, I have completed Bayonetta 2. Oh, wow. You got through that so, quick. Uh, I mean, it's a it's an action, it's a action, a spectacle action game, spectacle slasher, whatever you want to call them. They, they typically last between 8 to 10 hours at the most. So just play through it on a weekend. Yeah, that's, that's not, hours, blast that's through not it. bad. What'd you think? It's good. Uh, it's it, it's fun. It was it felt easier than the first game. Uh, the first game was there's a mechanic in the game called Witch Time. It's where you dodge an enemy's attack and you get to if you do it before right before the enemy attacks you, uh, Witch Time activates and time slows down. It's basically bullet mm. time and you get three seconds to capitalize on the fact that the enemy just whiffed their attack. So. Go ahead, do a quick combo, do a quick powerful attack, charge up a heavy attack, whatever you want to do. And uh, in the first game, Witch Time was there as well. But in the second game, Witch Time is a whole lot more forgiving. You could just... And it's attached to the R button, the R trigger. You could just spam that son of a bitch. And you'll just... Every time you see an enemy about to come, spam, spam, spam. Especially if you have any experience with, like... Mike and me with Dark Souls or Bloodborne, mm-hmm. and you've got you've got dodging down to a science because your life fucking depended on it. Like oh, so oh, I can just I can just dodge forever. Oh, <laughs> there's no stamina meter. There's no timing. It's just like here comes the enemy. They're about to attack. You're like, all right, how many how many invincibility frames are about the game from this? Three to four seconds. Oh, that's a that's an eternity. I I don't know what to do with this much time. So, yeah, I felt the game... I, I don't know what the game over screen in that game looks like. I never lost a single life in that game. And that's not me, uh, like, super bragging like I'm a super player. I'm saying that I think the game felt kind of 
easy. I think I'm still coming off of the Bloodborne high of where you play a game so stupidly hard, all other games just seem kind of easy sitting next to it. Yeah, and and can, when you're used to having the Dark like, Souls hangover, having to like the Dark Souls like yeah. Bloodborne style discipline that you need to play through those games and actually enjoy them. Um, mm-hmm. When you play games that don't really need that, at, le- at least on like you no know, like kind of normal difficulties, then it's like oh, huh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wee. I mean, I don't like I don't like playing games on like super hard difficulties because the hardness doesn't come from any more skill the difficulty comes from this enemy now just has more health or there are just more enemies on the screen you didn't do anything to actually ramp up the skill factor of the game you just ramped up the unfair factor of the game is that not is that not what you wanted i mean you you said you wanted the game to be harder so so we made it harder. So Bloodborne I mean, or Dark Souls is hard because the enemies hit harder and they punish you for missing your dodges. So the game is forcing more skill. Now, if it was Bloodborne, except they just added more enemies to the area, I don't believe that the skill check. I believe. I'll give you a better example. Father, fuck, Big Daddy G in Bloodborne is a son of a bitch. Not because there's several of him. No, because he fucks you every time you fuck up. That's half your health bar gone when you fuck up that dodge. Oh, Big Daddy G don't give a damn about you the first time you meet him. Even when you go up on like a new game plus, you still have to bring your A game because he'll still fuck you. I bet I'd take him on my first try. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm That's pretty a, good at video games. I did uh, try Especially some more, Dark Souls. Anybody who's seen me heroes. stream on Twitch uh, knows of my Dark Souls prowess. I have seen you stream on Twitch. Yes, and that's why I say fuck you. There's nothing of what you're saying right now that I believe. So good. <laughs> my favorite part of the, of the Dark Souls Josh run that I, I still love to this day was when when the bridge demon or like I think it's the Taurus demon, the guy mm-hmm. who jumps up on the bridge, and Josh sees yeah. him. is like, oh, I, I don't want to fight this guy. I'm gonna run away and tries to run back through the fog door. It's like, no, nope, no, nope, there's no, none of that. See, you you, you can't go back now, yep, son. I, there's only one path, and it's uh a, through the scary boss guy. <laughs> <laughs> or when I listen to the hole. chat, and they're like, hey, you should try and kill that guy. No, I I. I told you not to. When has chat ever led anybody wrong ever? Do you think someone would just do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? Who would do that? Nobody. Nobody ever at all. I would say certainly not our president. Especially not in positions of power. Certainly not. Not, I wasn't going to say it, but there you go. There you go. Anyways. Um, I was uh, trying to get back into Fire Emblem Heroes, and uh, all Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone makes me want to do is play Fire Emblem Birthright, so I'm getting back into Fire Emblem Birthright. <laughs> hey, that's I a, took a small break from that. Mission accomplished, Nintendo. Good job. I mean, I already own the game, so... Because <laughs> this, like, this is not like the only time that this happened to me. All of Nintendo's mobile products... Make me want to just say, fuck this piece of shit. Let me go play something that actually is good. 
like I, for Super Mario Run, I wanted to go actually play Super Mario World for Fire Emblem uh, Heroes. I wanted to go back to Fire Emblem Fates for uh, Pokemon Go. I went and wanted to play an actual Pokemon I mean, game. Is this some kind let's of be like? Honest. Is this... They're they said that they're gonna release two to three mobile games every year. If you don't think that those are gonna slightly coincide with the big tentpole releases for the Switch that year, you're crazy. Hmm. Those those things hmm. are those things are revenue machines as far as they want the microtransactions and to drive you towards buying the big product. Reminding you like, hey, there's a there's a big bigger version of this game for a console you might have or a, could get yeah there's a better version of this why don't you well i mean uh, poke, the, poke, don't get poke. me wrong Fire why don't you go get that is still a good game it, it's still a fine game for anyone that's playing it i i, I have not played it since our it, last but, podcast uh, yeah that's what i'm saying like it, it it's not doing the game didn't but do i have looked into 3ds emulation to try and play one of the games you one of the Fire Emblem games you guys recommended to me See? See? That's what I'm talking about! 3DS emulation's getting pretty Awakening. good, actually. Uh, Awakening, great, by the but way. but it's getting good. Uh, awake. It's getting there. Awakening is the way to go. Awakening is really uh, good. Those, those are the games I think I've been playing. Oh, I bought a Humble Bundle. There was a uh, the Humble oh, yeah. Freedom That's Bundle. That's how I got Project yes, Cars. I, uh, no, it's your... not. That was from a Bandai Namco bundle. Never mind. Shut up, Josh. I, I lied. <laughs> I got like 30 or 40 games out of that, so I'm going to start experimenting around with those. Yeah. See that what goodness comes out of that. That bundle is uh, is past, but that was a real good bundle. It was it was incredible. Yeah, I snapped it up for a 30 good bucks. Find it. And I think, you know, we haven't really decided anything, but I know at least Mike and I both have duplicate codes. Um, I'm I'm thinking we might think of for some, a couple uh, of things here some giveaways there. in the near future. Uh or, or contest to get rid of some of those uh, some of those duplicate codes. I think. By all means, yeah. hold them. I, I think. By uh, all means, I have I have a wit I have a witness code. You know that's that's a big one. So, we'll we'll we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll. Yeah, I got the witness also in that bundle deal, so I'm finally gonna give that I, a shot. She already bought the witness, so I have, yeah, a, I that, have a free code. I, so, we'll, mm. we'll we'll figure something out in the future. We'll figure something out. Yeah, just make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Unscripted Gaming or Unscripted Underscore Gaming. You know, just just keep keep current with that. You never know; something (coughs) might happen. Keep plugging away. Okay. Um. There's also I wanted to go ahead and get into since we've spent about thirty-five minutes talking about ourselves. Let's go ahead and uh, I wanted to talk about some happenings last week and first i want to start first and foremost first of all if you are looking for the nes classic and you have an amazon prime account as of february 23rd 2017 go get it now on amazon for the 60 dollar retail price but only if you have a amazon uh prime account and while supplies last apparently nintendo got a little bit of stock they sent it to amazon and amazon is only giving it to their subscription members at the moment so, there, there's my job done for you guys that want to get it. I don't care about the NES Classic anymore. My care has passed. I actually want a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> Honestly. Um, uh, yeah, also, I think... What was... I, I, I'm curious to see how this stock will sell through. I'm 
I'm sure it'll do fine, but um, you know, there there's also the possibility that man, that Nintendo really might have missed the boat and they had the problem they didn't want all along where they're going oh, to that, have that stock p- sitting on that the shelf because screwed. they can't sell through it. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. I sent you guys the official numbers that I found the other day. Uh, when Nintendo only shipped 200,000 Classic NESs to North America, that now, is... Now, we, we had, we had a, a bit of an offline discussion about this. Um, while, while we, you know... Nintendo really did fuck up with the mini NES. Some of that responsibility doesn't lay on them. Um, anybody who's a fan of tech and uh, you know devices in general will kind of know that this year has been really tough on the supply side from China, with lots of manufacturers struggling to keep up with demand for products. And if you look at Look at uh, you look at the iPhone, you look at the Samsung Galaxy, you look at the Google Pixel, you look at the Google Wi-Fi, um, even even some um, smaller things like Raspberry Pi and Arduino boards have um, RAM prices have gone through the fucking roof. Um, so so hardware's been really tough this year. So I I I think Nintendo might have had a plan to release some, build the hype. And then bring back more for the holidays, and then the supply chain let them down in some way. So that's my personal theory. Um, unfortunately, you know it's taken them this long. Even even PlayStation's um, PlayStation fours and PSVRs have been out of stock since the holidays. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just it's it's unfortunate that that happened and that the whole weird market around them came and again I'm, I'm sure this stock will sell through fine but i could also foresee people being so burned by the so jaded so like so people just like i don't yeah, care anymore i don't care or you know yeah like, it's just, you josh know. you were the biggest defender of this do you no care? not at all you know i never i i never really plan on getting one anyway you know i you talk to high heaven about I getting one. I thought it was one. cool, and I think it would be neat to have like a little mini one of those in the house. But you know, I I have I have a Nintendo, you know, I have an original NES, and I emulate a lot of stuff because you know that's just the kind of guy that I am. So having a mini NES, good thing you own all those games, really, right? Now, yeah. mini SNES, that's another story. I'll buy the shit out of that, but. Ooh. I'm with you. A mini SNES, I'm in. I'll pre-order that. And there, they, get, you know, there, there are some games on that they collection make a mini that I, I am looking at. You know, uh, either getting a hold of or downloading to play a little further, just because I think it's it intrigues me in a, in a way. But you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to buy one of these. What about a mini Virtual Boy? Sign me up. It's just like a ver- it's it's like the same. It's like a Virtual Boy, but just even smaller. So it's like you can't even use it. It's like a little pair of tiny binoculars, like. Oh, that's that. That's, that's who that's says me. no. Is, Who doesn't want that? That, that is actually awful. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's why I don't work at Nintendo anymore. Um, my <laughs> uncle still does though, and Mew's still under the truck, so you know, I don't know what you guys are talking about. But um, I wanted to, as the, uh, I guess, some other news that I saw was interesting. Um, it's worth mentioning since we still play a little bit of this game. Uh, Overwatch uh, is. Dropping some teases for their next character. Not gonna happen. 
Uh, it's Doomfist. It's, it's so actually Doomfist. probably not. It doesn't look like it's going to be Doomfist, actually. All right, it's fine. It's not Doomfist. Well, there you well there you have it. I mean, uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Not Doomfist. Not Doomfist. <laughs> um, a lot of people are speculating. I mean, people. It sounds like it is. People are uh, leading towards like another tank character. Uh, and maybe someone more kind of closer to the Reinhardt end of that Hell spectrum yeah. uh, ver- than someone like another Roadhog or Winston who's kind of no. technically a tank. But um, which I, I'm really I'm really in for because a lot of times it feels like you kind of have to have a Reinhardt because he's the only true tank. Um, so I think someone else who can kind of fill that role is just adds a little bit of diversity, which is kind of nice. Um, so we don't really. Uh, we don't know too much right now, but there might be some new some news coming out about that. Probably, um, I honestly probably next Tuesday, especially with packs coming up so soon, when they might kind of do some like kind of breakdown or just show more. They like to time those announcements right around kind of big events like that. So I would imagine that we are going to be hearing more about that on a uh, pretty quick timetable compared to Sombra stuff. You mean so, uh, keep your the, eye out for the Sombra. That stuff that took basically from its launch to her release maybe yeah yes um and let's see a couple of there's actually a lot of bit yeah yeah a little uh, bit big news big news is huge uh in one week from now yeah one week from now the switch will be available to the public yeah, that's actually another piece of news I wanted to mention because there was a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things coming out like the, uh, I mean, there's like the Crash Bandicoot tril- uh, remaster trilogy that's coming out. I might, I, I wonder if that, I wonder if Crash is still good. I'm, I'm gonna be interested to find out about that. It's probably uh, Horizon not. Zero Dawn's get. Shut up, Josh. Man, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn really Zero Dawn makes me wish I had a PS4 right now. Really. It's oh, getting, that game looks so good! I might some, get that. It's getting some really I solid like. reviews, so I might, I might be. I mean, you know, I might, I, I might have to see about maybe picking that up, and so we can get some firsthand impressions on it. Uh, mm-hmm. But one, uh, one kind of late breaking news bit here that's kind of crazy is that the um, apparently several uh, out like jur- outlets who are have, have Nintendo Switch consoles for preview are reporting left Joy-Con uh, synchro- synchronization problems. Uh, and this includes people from uh, Kotaku, Polygon. Uh, Jeff Gerson of Giant Bomb said he was having some issues as well. Um, so far, of all the people you've named, only one of those I trust, and it's not Polygon or Kotaku. Hey, they, you know what? Okay, well, I know you um, have prejudice against Polygon and Kotaku, but they do do some really good reporting... They do some shit stuff too, but they they get some hard hitting stuff too. Okay. Uh, but it seems like it's uh, not a. It, it, it seems like it's a reproducible kind of thing. So, I mean, you know, certain it's. I don't think this is gonna be like a. You the know, death nail. I don't think this is like all oh, this everyone switch DOA dead on arrival. Everybody panic. Uh, you know, and consoles console launches have obviously recovered from worse hiccups like you know like the 360 red rings like oh, that whole crazy thing and uh 
Uh, I mean, even just looking at how like the the Xbox One launched and what what that initially was and how they've kind of really turned. I mean, that was obviously a more complicated issue than something that just might be like a minor kind of software bug. But it'll be this might be an interesting thing to keep the, our eyes on and see if it's like a if it's something that they can kind of do a firmware kind of a, a firmware quick fix for or if it is uh, something hardware wise. Um, but I also did see. Yeah, again, I, the last thing I want to do is like, you know, drum up a bunch of like kind of fake controversy here. I know that Nintendo um I mean, you know, new hardware has wonky when the, things when the it Wii, happens literally every time, you know. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Definitely. Um and uh when the Wii first launched, I um I believe that you know, Nintendo was with ones that uh had some kind of manufacturing or, you know, out of the box kind of issues. Nintendo was really good about getting those replaced. So I am at, I'm, I'm not going to, I had be, to have the laser and um, my so, Wii replaced. Um, but it was a pretty, pretty easy and pretty quick process. Yeah. So, I mean, they have the, they have the, um, if it is something like that, I certainly hope it's not something that they can fix easily, but it sounds like, you know, they're, they, in the, in the past, they've done the right thing when something like that has come up. So I ima- I imagine that that would be the same case as well. I mean, obviously it's not ideal, but I wouldn't. Well, consider this: um, as you just said, like the Microsoft three, uh, the Xbox three sixty Red Ring of Death, which I don't know about you guys, but mine totally suffered from one. But who's didn't? Honestly. I never had a Red Ring. Uh, that's but I, I got a I got a I mine got a did. later I got an Xbox in two thousand nine. So a few years after I got a. Oh yeah, the, 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 all those issues. Those, were, those issues worked out by then. Up by then. Yeah, I, mine was an earlier model, and of course it got it. Of course it did. Um, that cost Microsoft like a billion dollars, or one point five billion dollars to address, and I don't know if that's addressing the class action lawsuit. That they were I mean, facing. there for a while, Microsoft um, was trying to sell off the Xbox division because it was costing them so much money. Like they were shopping it around. Like any anybody anybody want this? Yeah, and then, this dumpster fire. And consider this, you know, this is Microsoft. This is a name, I, I don't know about all you guys, but I think every single home almost has like a Microsoft product in it. Not every single home is going to have a Nintendo Switch or Nintendo product in it. So I don't know if Nintendo could weather a storm of uh, something fundamentally wrong with their controls. As you said, this is probably nothing. This is probably something that will probably get easily fixed. But if it's not, oh, holy shit they would have to address that second run of consoles really quick to get that fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that might be an interesting thing to see kind of. I'll let you know when I get mine in a week, if I have the issue. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to. Um, yeah. Are, and you said you're getting Zelda as well, right? Well, I, I'm left with no other options. That's another thing about the switch. What, uh, what else would I get? You get Bomberman. You could always get one to one, two, switch. That game is getting shit reviews. Bomberman R is getting some pretty what? fucked up reviews. Again, again, I understand that you probably think one, two, switch should probably be a pack in. I I agree with you. I, I do think it should be a pack in because that game you you can't convince me but, that fucking game is worth $50. big butt incoming. Okay, but I watch I watch some people play through some one, two, switch. First of all, there's a lot more games in yeah. it that I than like I expected, and I was like, oh, so it's like 
almost 30 instead of like almost Eight. 12. I mean, <laughs> which is kind of not, it's not, you know, exactly a ton, but, um, but hey, you those know, videos could, weren't cheap I, to film. I could see it. No, hey, yeah, it's very high production quality. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate good trappings. Uh, but, um, you know, that I was like, cracks me up. You know, I get this is good. It's kind of fun little you know, thing. I don't know if it's like going to be timeless, like the, or like an instant blockbuster hit, like, uh, we sports was, but, um, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I can kind of see this as like a fun kind of party thing. Like, eh. it would be a cool party thing. And it, it would totally be a great game to like get people invested into the HD motion control for the switch. But, but not for fifty dollars. Yeah. So, I, I can't see people uh, that are going out to buy a switch. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get a switch. One, two, switch. Zelda. No, it's probably like I'm gonna get the switch and Zelda, and maybe a couple downloadable games. Maybe one or two. Just get Puyo Puyo Tetris. That's not even the release title. <laughs> I think it's in the wait. spring though, so it's not too far away, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, it's not too far. Can I go ahead and switch gears for a moment? Yes. Um, I am a huge Mass Effect fan, and mm-hmm. to my shock, in uh, like twelve days, Mass Effect Andromeda comes. Man, out. that game just snuck out. That's crazy. Be, I am shocked and surprised. EA and Bioware are showing and saying so little about this game beyond like, "Here's the release date. Um, buy it if you want." Like, I give me a reason to get back into this universe because I want to. I am the idiot that when I first turned on Mass Effect 1, I was so captivated by its sci-fi story, I spent the first four hours of the game reading every single sentence of the codex. Oh. Just because I... I am that guy! That's a lot of codex. (laughs) That was a shitload of codex. Four hours. I mean, it's like... That's like... That's like coming encountering like a little bit of Destiny lore and then logging into Bungie.com on your smartphone app <laughs> and then reading all of the grimoire. That's what you did. At I least, just want to point that out. That, at least, That's exactly hey, at least what the you codex did. was on the game disc. If I yeah, would have read the Bungie grimoire the cards if it was on the disc. <laughs> if the Bungie grimoire cards were on the game and I could sit down in front of my TV and read them, I would have. But when it said go to a different web, turn the game off. Go to a different website. I, I, I flipped the game off and said, what, what the fuck are you telling me to do? What? Go go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to no other website to read your story. Um, anyways, well, but I want I really, really want to be interested in Andromeda, but I, I'm not even considering pre-ordering it. I'm not even considering picking it up day one. I, I don't know what to think about this game beyond that it's another mass effect yeah. game and that seems like it's doing the series at the service josh were you ever big, were you ever a big mass effect i've person? never I can't played mass effect had played because hmm. i had played I, through i feel like i would I like through... those games um and i you know knowing what i know about the story and, and what i've heard i i think i would i just i just haven't yeah um i mean it's kind of like I mean, it's just kind really of, good I, I think of it as like Star Trek, the, like what a good Star Trek video game would be like. That's, I feel like it would be kind of like Mass Effect. That's what I think. I like, that's, it feels, that's not a, that's not a bad analogy. That's no, not it's bad. not. That's why I said it because it's a good analogy. Damn. I mean, with kind of like the politics between like the different races and, 
uh, the different worlds you're kind of exploring and the cultures, like all that stuff's pretty cool. Um, and I didn't play three, um, but I am kind of, you know, I am interested to see like, I mean, it's, you know, I'm really interested to see like what I haven't been exactly blown away by the footage that, it, that I kind of was watching. Not so, the, no. um, I don't know. I think I'm kind of I'm with you, Stan. I, I mean, I I certainly trust those developers. I mean, those Ma Mass Effect is a pretty well respected and and appreciated series for a good reason. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, uh, oh my gosh, I just had a total brain fart. Um, I uh, I think I, I'm pretty. I, I, I think I'm kind of you know the jury's still out for me as well. But I am. Yeah. I don't, certainly don't wish it to fail. But I, I really do hope that they. I, I think, I, I want. Like I'd be, I'd be, like I'm, I'm willing to, department. I'm willing to buy a ticket to the Mass Effect, you know, uh, hype train. Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready to buy a ticket. I just, I just want to see if it's a, if it's, a, if it's something. I just want to hold off a little bit. But I, I I'm definitely are. down for some good Mass Effect. I are just, they just know. like so confident that the game will sell that they just decided like just fuck the marketing for this game is that what's going on I, I don't know i don't get it i've never seen a game that has such a well-to-do pedigree just like have so little fanfare about the fact that it's coming out in a couple days yeah i mean that is kind of strange i mean i i guess there's something to be said for you know not wanting to you know overexpose it or something like that but sure it's absolutely um it is kind of interesting. But like, have like, you seen anything for this game beyond just like that trailer that came, that gameplay trailer that came out like five months? They've ago? got a couple things. Like they, I think today they put up, um, they put up a, uh, a couple trailers about some character creation, and they've got some interviews with the, the actors and actresses. Like Natalie Dormer is doing a, uh, uh, a character, and she just had a uh, a taped interview that went up today. So they're just doing a little bit, but it, there hasn't been definitely there's been hasn't been like a like a big push. Like I remember the pushes for like Mass Effect Three was like huge. Uh, I'm not asking him to go No Man's Sky and just go to the point of no return. Of this better be the most epic game of all time for what the fuck your marketing yeah. is to be. I should check in on that game again. Go ahead, waste your time. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right. Oof. Can we move on to the story I'm most excited okay, about? Yes. So, please. For some of you may know uh, that AMD is getting ready to get back in the processor game. Uh, they are releasing the Ryzen oh, Seven okay. chip on yeah. March second. Uh, and pricing information has been put out there. Why this is so exciting. These chips, from where what they what they claim... No, I know why it's exciting. Yeah, go ahead. Amazing. For two reasons. First and foremost is the price. Their top chip is an octa-core uh, with 16 threads for... Uh, $499. The equivalent Intel chip, an i7-7960 uh, or something like that, K, is $1,100. Dang. 
a $600 savings on the chip really speaking to um, just how overpriced Intel chips have been. Because if you look at the graph of where the market share has gone over the last few years, Intel has like 80, 90% of the CPU market and AMD has yeah. the remaining 10 to 20, which is nothing. Um, you know, it, it, AMD hasn't released a new CPU since 2011 when they released the FX uh, series chips, which they still sell today. Um, also, these chips, um, draw a lot less power. The equivalent, uh, the the i seven sixty seven hundred K that I have in my computer takes about I think the high end is ninety watts. Um, the equivalent Ryzen chip does sixty five watts. So the power consumption for these is a lot less. Also, the equivalent. So like I bought an i seven sixty seven hundred K, which was the top of the line, you know, for th- that level. Um, the equivalent. Ryzen chip is $199. I bought that for about 300. So, <laughs> you know, kind of kind of taking off there. It really gives yeah, it's um I mean, just looking at like the just the raw like sticker price of that is crazy. I mean, we kind of have to I don't want to poop on the the parade here, but I I want to wait and see what some of the with the benchmarks yes. and, are, and th- are like once other people kind of get their hands on them. But just lo- looking at that that pricing itself is I mean that's yeah. nuts. And I will say if you look at if you look at the the, the clock speeds, they are slightly lower than their i seven you know their Intel counterparts. Um, now for gamers, this may be. Um, a bit of a drawback simply because with most and i say most games it's down to single clock it's down to single core clock speed um most games don't hit all the cores now one thing about the ryzen chips is they're all overclockable um their x chips have a special um amd overclocking extreme that happens but they're all unlocked and overclockable which uh, the Intels cannot say, um, so, but that being said, more and more games are starting to, uh, dip their toes in the multi-core bucket. So these chips may still perform at that level. Um, I'll, you know, also, especially for, for mid to higher tier content creators. I mean, this is, this is a no brainer to be able to have the, the multitasking capability in such a affordable form factor. Um, you know, if I, if I, if I were building my PC, you know, now, instead of a few months ago, I would have a serious, serious tough time considering, which chip to buy it and it would do need a lot of uh a lot of convincing to spend that extra 100 200 for the intel chip uh so i want some real world benchmarks on this new amd chip because i a couple years ago bought a full amd machine 
I got their newest FX chip. I got their AMD 8-core uh, processor. Uh, I forget what the exact... I have it in the living room. I can get stats on that later. And I got an AMD video card, mid-tier video card. And it ran okay. But when I like compared it to a low-end, and I mean low-end Intel machine, the low-end Intel machine blew it out of the water. Low-end Intel with a low-end NVIDIA card. So, like... AMD, you've got some, you got some, mix, you got to prove to me you're now a competitive entity. Well, and you know their their like, their graphics reason. card um, business has been their their graphics architecture has been pretty good the last few years, so that's that's mm-hmm. a encouraging. And they've actually, I think, somebody just announced that the the new 500 series Vulcan arc, uh, cards are coming out or being announced soon. Um, but we'll we'll be seeing stuff soon. Uh, pre-orders for Ryzen chips and compatible motherboards and even pre-built machines uh, are already live. And I think February 28th, the review embargo lifts, so a couple days before the chips go live. So uh, we'll be seeing benchmarks of those here in just about a week. So uh, either way, it's very... I hope they do good. I, I want yeah, more and competition that, that's the biggest thing. Space, I know? want Intel to have competition, to be forced into that competition because... They're fat oh, and lazy yeah. right now. Oh, they're, they're they're plumping on top of the world and just like, we got all the money and all the power and who's this peon over here? Yeah. Fuck you. What are you going to do to us? I, I won't see the benefits of that for several years because I have a chip that I'm going to have for a very long time. Yeah. But, you know, if... if You've kind of committed. Others out there benefit from that or if it, you know, brings the cost of CPUs down and makes makes pc gaming more affordable and allows more people to easily get into that you know that's that's not a bad thing to have happen so um i'm i'm really excited and really hopeful that this chip set really delivers on what they're claiming to i mean we shall see Mm -hmm. you know they're talking a big game about their their you know 10 percent performance boost over this chip or that chip so I'm eager. Yep, I'm. I'm, eager. I'm. Well, gentlemen, I think that's. Uh, I think that should be it for the night. I, I think, think so. I think that's a. Uh, let's let's go ahead. Wrap it. I think on we up. can call that a pod. Uh, uh, just uh, make sure. Josh, where can where can you people can reach, reach us, us on YouTube at Unscripted Gaming, Facebook.com uh, at Unscripted Gaming, Twitter at Unscript underscore Gaming. We are on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash unscripted dash gaming you can also find us on google play podcast itunes stitcher pocket casts get us in your earballs take us with you share us with your friends yeah and that's why we're ending the pod forever goodbye everyone did did i do did i win did I win the podcast? Sure. Yeah, you did. Right. Is this? Yep. Yeah. You, yep. Yes, you did. Pray for me. How's it feel? Yeah, I bet it feels it great. Feels, it does feel good. Goodbye, everybody. Night, y'all. Peace.